The Rise of K-Pop, A Brief History of Music. We've all been exposed to K-Pop these days. Whether you're an American Twitter user, where you see K-Pop often drowning out controversial hashtags, or living in China or Japan feeling the Korean wave, or even living in North Korea, where up to 70% of North Koreans are exposed to K-Pop by listening to recordings on flash drives. Even Kim Jong-un, the leader of North Korea, hosted a history-shattering K-Pop concert featuring hit K-Pop group Red Velvet and over 100 other groups in March and April of 2018, just before the peace summit between the two Koreas later that year. The impact of K-Pop on global diplomacy cannot be overstated. As one example, the South Koreans for some time regularly blasted K-Pop across the demilitarized zone, also known as the DMZ, which separates North and South Korea, exposing North Koreans within 5 to 10 miles of the border to Western culture, ideals, and what life might be like outside the Hermit Kingdom. K-Pop is much more than music, as it serves as soft power for spreading ideals cherished by Americans, South Koreans, and others living in the Western world like freedom of expression, fundamental human rights, and the value of human life, including the American ideal of the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, laid out in the Declaration of Independence on July 4, 1776. The Korean wave, or Hallyu, as it's called in many parts of the world, including Korea and China. The K-pop revolution and the Korean wave it produced started with a group known as HOT, an acronym for the High Five of Teenagers, in 1996. The music category blew up in 2012 with Psy's single Gangnam Style, which nearly caused planet Earth to stop spinning. K-pop now pervades Western media and blends its own unique style of Western music with what Americans are accustomed to in pop, reggae, hip-hop, R&B, and electronic music, along with the uniquely Korean version of the boy band. Remember the original boy bands in the United States? Who could forget these five top boy bands of all time? First, the Jackson 5, perhaps the original boy band of the 1960s and 1970s. Later, the Backstreet Boys with Justin Timberlake in the 1990s. 98 Degrees with Nick Lachey, the former husband of Jessica Simpson. NSYNC, who performed with Aerosmith, Elton John, and even performed at the World Series of Baseball, the Super Bowl, and the Olympics. And finally, the Jonas Brothers of late, who helped put boy bands back on the map after opening for Miley Cyrus and making a cameo appearance in Hannah Montana in 2007. The Jonas Brothers talk openly about K-pop's influence in developing their own music. K-pop in some aspects builds on the original American boy band concept from the United States, with a key difference being that K-pop features many women in their bands, including many female-only bands. Just a few examples are Girls' Generation, one of South Korea's most popular female-only groups today, Twice, featuring nine members coming not just from South Korea, but also from Japan and Taiwan, further accelerating their global and Pan-Asian influence of both Twice and K-pop collectively. Blackpink, a group known for flawless English, featuring three Koreans and one star from Thailand. Red Velvet, 
a five-member group which took off nearly as soon as they dropped their first album in 2014. Wonder Girls, a four-member, all-female group who even toured with the Jonas Brothers, who took off with their English hit, Nobody. And the last example, though there are many, is Tiara, a six-person group which took off after training for three years to perfect a single track called Roly Poly. The 2018 Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea. The 2018 Winter Olympics and 2018 Winter Paralympics took place in Pyeongchang, South Korea from February 9th to February 25th of 2018. This was only the second time South Korea had hosted an Olympics, the first time being in the 1988 Summer Games in Seoul, and could not have come at a better time for improving the relations between the two Korean neighbors. During the opening ceremony, the athletes from both North and South Korea marched in together under a single Korean unification flag. Notably, this flag has only appeared a few times in history, with the two most recent significant events being at the 1991 World Table Tennis Championships and at the 2006 Winter Olympics in Turin, Piedmont, Italy. The 2018 Winter Olympics also featured a women's ice hockey team, including players from both sides of the demilitarized zone. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un also sent his younger sister, Kim Yo-jong, who sat just feet apart from former U.S. Vice President Mike Pence. As a reminder, North and South Korea are still technically at war and are only honoring a now multi-decade-long armistice and ceasefire following the 1950-1953 Korean War. Let's hope this ceasefire ultimately leads to lasting peace in the end. The 2018 K-pop Peace Concert in Pyongyang, North Korea, also referred to as Spring is Coming. Following the diplomatic progress from the 2018 Winter Olympics, K-pop stars leveraged their star power and global influence, which I'll call soft power, to put on a magnificent show in Pyongyang, North Korea, and make for world history March 31st through April 2nd with the Spring is Coming Peace Festival. As part of a multiple-day event in 2018, 190 of the top K-pop stars played in front of the North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, and an audience including many of his top lieutenants and senior officials, right in the heart of the North Korean capital of Pyongyang. This event came just a few weeks before the April 27, 2018 Inter-Korean Peace Summit between Kim Jong-un and the President of South Korea, Moon Jae-in. Lasting peace does not come overnight, and regardless of the immediate effect in the thawing of relations between the two Koreas, it is certainly a step in the right direction. K-pop could quite literally help lead to world peace, or at least peace on the Korean Peninsula, someday. The initial K-pop explosion. The mic dropped, and the world briefly stopped spinning when K-pop sensation Psy first dropped Gangnam Style on July 15, 2012. As of this recording, his Gangnam Style video has nearly 4 billion K-pop streaming views on YouTube. In fact, this video was the first YouTube clip to ever reach 1 billion views, a world record set by Psy on December 21, 2012, in the very same year it was released. If you're one of the 3 billion people on planet Earth who has not yet seen this video, you must drop everything you're doing and watch it immediately. 
It's hilarious. Some of the top K-pop bands today, and there are certainly many I'm leaving off here, are number one, BTS, which stands for Bantan Soyeondan, and is currently one of the most popular K-pop groups in the world. Icon, another seven-member band that took off with their 2018 hit, Love Scenario. Seventeen, the largest group, which has 13 members, but originally planned to have 17. Here's a couple fun facts. Number one, at least 10% of Americans seem to be legitimately fearful of the number 13, which really originated simply as a clerical error in the Code of Hammurabi, which left off the 13th law by mistake. Fun fact number two, in Korea, the unlucky number is actually the number four due to how it sounds. K-pop and mental health awareness. Building on the promotion of Western ideals, the K-pop industry and many of its top stars have been highlighting the importance of mental health for some time. The importance of mental health has become a key principle for many K-pop stars, who regularly bring up its importance through their songs, interviews, and life on display, Hollywood style, omnipresence, and the lives of so many people around the world. In April of 2018, some of the most famous Korean pop stars hosted a free-of-charge concert to raise awareness for mental health and suicide prevention. This revolutionary concert featured Lee Dong-woo, who battled depression himself after going blind following a rare illness called retinitis pigmentosa. Your musician and podcaster here has a similar rare autoimmune illness called serpiginous choroiditis, which has led to my partial blindness. Thankfully, my illness is in remission. As you might imagine, these sorts of heart-melting stories can raise awareness and boost morale for people struggling with mental health issues, depression, and various illnesses and diseases that inflict so many of us. One of the most publicized examples of mental health of late is that of Britney Spears, who is battling control over her finances after being put into a guardianship or conservatorship over a decade ago by her father. If you're interested in the Britney saga, check out my free documentary on my YouTube channel or on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or wherever you normally listen to music. According to Johns Hopkins Medicine, an estimated 26% of Americans aged 18 or older, that's over one in four adults, suffer from a diagnosable mental health disorder in a given year. Assuming similar statistics to the rest of the world, this figure could be over a quarter of all adults on the planet. It's about time the world woke up to such an important medical issue, particularly in a COVID and post-COVID era where many people are still fearful of going into large places and oftentimes spend countless hours, days, weeks, and months home alone. Not the funny movie Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin, alone, alone. Speaking of mental health, it affects so many of us, including the highly publicized and tragic life story of Macaulay Culkin himself, the child star from Home Alone. Hopefully, the child star fame of many of these K-pop stars does not destroy them as it has destroyed so many child stars before them. I'll close the episode on that note. If you learned something today, feel free to share on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. You can also check out my other free music history podcasts, as well as my own music. You can find my podcast and tunes on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or wherever you normally listen to music. Bye for now.